0: Chapter Twenty of the Sealed Message by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Twenty, Dark Mystery. Almost as soon as the Italian went out, Mrs. Birch entered. Since Gerald had seen her last, she had greatly aged and looked more worn and thin than ever in her dark gown. Glancing from the young man to her daughter, she went to the latter and took her hand. What is the matter, Madge? she asked in her stern cold voice why has signor venosta left and why are you shivering gerald she turned to haskins what have you been saying to my daughter nothing he answered calmly but a signor venosta has been saying a great deal to both of us it is about that coral hand mother cried mrs crosbie feverishly and clinging to mrs Birch signor venosta says that it is the symbol of a society which murders and for that reason the money-lender was afraid i wish i had refused venosta's assistance she ended why did you talk of these horrors asked mrs birch reproachfully you know gerald that madge cannot bear such things i am trying to learn who killed bellaria mrs birch and it struck me since she was afraid of the coral hand that you told madge what i told you and that this being repeated to venosta he might have stabbed the woman by order of the tanna society i don't know anything about the tanna society neither do i neither do i muttered mrs Crosby. and there is no reason why signor venosta who is our friend should kill major rebb's servant went on mrs birch steadily every one knows that she was stabbed by that crazy girl i don't agree with you replied gerald coldly and prepared to leave however it is useless arguing i can only apologise to mrs Crosby for having brought up so disagreeable a subject good-day no said the widow rising and recovering her colour and nerve don't go yet gerald i know that you did not mean any harm and after all as signor venosta has nothing to do with the death it matters very little had i known when i saw the money-lender what i know now i should never have taken that coral hand but i have given it back to signor venosta and he will not mention the subject again sit down and have another cup of tea do urged mrs birch the light coming into her cold eyes i think you owe it to madge to remove the impression of this horror the whole thing is too fantastical with its symbols and secret societies and murders in lonely houses we live in the twentieth century and these things belong to fiction the last does not replied haskins dryly bellaria was certainly murdered at the pixies house and by that crazy girl insisted mrs birch i hope she will be caught and shut up in an asylum it is not safe to let such a creature go at large haskins defended mavis no longer as he was afraid that the two women both keen-eyed and clever might guess his secret knowledge of the girl's whereabouts let us change the subject he said taking a fresh cup of tea from mrs Crosby's hand i hope you enjoyed yourselves at bognor oh very much indeed said the widow brightly and we were quite sorry to return to london but we are going abroad soon to switzerland gerald winced switzerland was a wide place yet if mrs birch and her daughter went there it was not impossible but what they might come across the honeymooning path of mr and mrs macandrew in that event major rebb would certainly learn that charity was married and therefore guess that mavis was with mrs Pelham-Oden. however he showed no signs of his fears but privately resolved to write to Todd. when are you going mrs Crosby? i can't say exactly she answered carelessly it all depends on major rebb he is coming with mother and myself but has some business to arrange before he can leave london what have you been doing with yourself lately gerald we as you know have been at bognor writing as usual and haskins plunged into an account of his new book for the sake of talking on a safe subject yet even as he spoke his brain was wondering why the widow lied about bognor according to Todd's clerk the two ladies had not been near that watering-place but mrs crosbie spoke as having just returned from that very town probably since both were hard up mrs crosbie in talking of the money-lender had confessed as much they had been ruralizing in some quiet and cheap part of the country for the next twenty minutes the conversation was of a light and somewhat frivolous order and in so congenial an atmosphere the widow expanded like a flower even mrs birch grew more human and less like a stone image it was quite like old days when gerald's mother had sat knitting and listening with a smile on her well-remembered face mrs crosby evidently recalled the past for when gerald finally took his departure she accompanied him to the door what a pleasant quarter of an hour we have had she said pressing his hand we always get on well together gerald and mother is so fond of you i wish you had not quarrelled with michael "'with Major Rebb, that is, "'for when I am married I want you still to be my friend.' "'I am only too willing to continue so, "'but Rebb doesn't like me.' "'How can you expect him to?' said Mrs. Crosby petulantly. "'When you accuse him of shutting up that girl unjustly.' "'I do hope you have got over your infatuation for her. "'It would never do for you to marry a madwoman.' "'No,' said Gerald, shirking a useless argument. "'It would never do.' good day madge i shall see you again soon and he went down the stairs with backward glances to see mrs Crosby shaking a playful finger at him for calling her as usual by her christian name when in the street gerald suddenly remembered that it would have been as well to get signor venosta's address from the widow as he wanted to gain further information concerning the tanna society but on second thoughts he saw little use in again questioning Vinosta the italian had plainly denied the murder and would tell him nothing more about the society which was a secret one haskins quite believed what venosta said with regard to the crime if bellaria judged a traitorous by the tanna had been deliberately stabbed it was improbable that venosta as the mouthpiece of the cutthroat organization would deny that such justice had been executed such societies were rather proud than otherwise of their vengeance and did not mind the truth being known since publicity on this score terrified other members who might wish to break their oaths the tanna society therefore was guiltless of bellaria's death and the assassin would have to be sought for in another quarter but where can i look gerald asked himself and it was not until he reached frederick street that he decided what to do the decision he came to was to journey at once to Denley and interview the negro probably geary knew the truth and might be bribed or terrified into telling what he knew to depend upon this semi-civilized creature was grasping at a straw but to whom else could he go for information Reb, fighting with his back to the wall would not tell but geary knowing his master's secrets might be persuaded or kicked or bought over into speech when Gerald arrived in his rooms, he was met with a surprise in the shape of Todd Macandrew, looking sunburnt, healthy, and marvellously happy. Good heavens, what are you doing here? asked Haskins, amazed, looking for you, retorted Todd, and shook hands. Charity is so anxious to see Mavis cleared, and you married to her that she made me come back and Where is Mrs. Macandrew at Amsterdam? What is she doing there, waiting for me? she would not stop in switzerland as it was too far away so she came to amsterdam i can run over and see her whenever i like until this infernal business of the murder is cleared up and i can bring her back to england i am glad she is in holland remarked gerald and told Todd how mrs crosbie and her mother intended to go to switzerland and of his dread lest they might meet charity Todd nodded it is just as well he answered however charity is all right and snug so i am at your disposal mavis and mrs pelham odin are at south end yes where rebb is not likely to look for them as for myself i am going to devonshire tomorrow to see geary and arnold arnold yes i should like to interview him and see if he has picked up any further information as to geary do you suspect him yes and no according to rebb geary gave the knife to bellaria And certainly I shot Geary in the right arm, so on the night of the murder he was in no condition to kill the woman. Geary, I believe, is guiltless, but he knows Reb's secrets and I wish to force him into telling them. Hum, said Todd, nursing his chin. Do you believe that Reb... I don't know what to believe of Reb, interrupted Gerald quickly. As I told you, Mr. Arnold thinks that Reb stabbed Valeria. He may have done so or he may not at all events i am going down to find out then haskins related what he had learned about the coral hand and how Vanosta had disclaimed the murder which he would not have done Todd, had the society executed vengeance on bellaria but by confessing he would run his neck into a noose no he would simply deny having told me and his guilt would be difficult to prove since both mrs Crosby and mrs birch say that they did not tell him about bellaria's terror of the amulet Moreover, he would clear out of England back to his own country and could laugh at the English law. No, Todd, I feel certain that Venosta and his accursed society are innocent. And you believe that Geary is innocent also? You leave only Reb to be accused. However, I'll come down with you and scour the country after a conversation with this Arnold. We can then learn what strangers were in the neighborhood of Leegarth on the night of the murder. What then? No stranger had any reason to murder Bellaria. Well, I don't know. The crime may be the work of a tramp. I dare say there were rumors of jewels and money and all the rest of it. A tramp might. No, said Gerald very decidedly. Mavis declares that Bellaria received a letter which excited her. I should not be surprised to learn that the letter asked her to come to the gate at midnight so that she might meet with her death. Ah, then you think this letter was written by the assassin? If so, Reb is guiltless. He would not commit himself to making an appointment in writing when he could have met Bellaria easily without doing so. Where is this letter? I don't know. Mavis says that Bellaria had it on her person, but it could not have been found, else it would have been produced at the inquest. I know from reading the papers that it was not. Hum," said Todd again well let us go down to devonshire and then we can look into things it is very good of you to cut short your honeymoon to help me said gerald patting MacAndrew on the back it is very good of me indeed assented tod readily and i wouldn't have done it for another living soul come now take me out to dinner at the troc and amuse me with the best play in london haskins laughed and did all that was desired as it was just as well to keep tod from fretting after the wife he had left at amsterdam but macandrew did not do things by half having come over to help his friend he did not keep reminding him of the sacrifice he had made Todd ate an excellent dinner and laughed at a musical comedy and went to sleep in gerald's extra bedroom after a smoke and a glass of whiskey slightly diluted with water macandrew as became a native of scotland liked his drink strong Next morning, the two friends went down to the west of England in very good spirits. At Exeter, Todd alighted to see Arnold, having obtained the Monmouth Hotel address from Gerald, and the other amateur detective proceeded to Silbury, where, as usual, he put up at the Prince's Head. Mrs. Jennings was pleased to see him, but could tell him very little about the murder likely to throw any light on its darkness. It seemed to Gerald that she took very little interest in the matter. That crazy girl can't be found she told her guest. So I expect, poor soul, she has been drowned. That is the general opinion, sir. As that is the case, and Miss Bellaria is buried in Leegarth graveyard, there is no more to be said. What of the Pixies' house? Major Reb has shut it up, in a way, that is, for that mad girl's rooms were beautifully furnished. I saw them myself, added Mrs. Jennings breathlessly, when I went over after the inquest to Leegarth. But Major Reb has been living in those rooms with his man. Geary? No, sir. Geary is still the landlord of the Devon maid. He was fiddling with a pistol and hurt himself, but he is all right now. Major Reb brought his own man from town, who cooks and looks after the place. I expect the Major likes better to live in the Pixies' house than in the hotel at Denley. I would not live in that wicked house myself, added Mrs. Jennings with a shudder i should be afraid of miss valeria's ghost is major rebb there now asked gerald quickly he comes again to-morrow or the next day i believe answered the landlady who knew all the gossip of the neighbourhood and they say that he intends to repair the house against his marriage with a london lady haskins nodded and took his way over the hills to Denley it was apparent that Reb really believed mavis to be drowned according to common report and since no one was likely to question his right to the income or the house he intended to reap as a married man the fruit of his villainy it seemed strange to gerald that mavis should not have any relative who would dispute the will but he knew how often old families dwindle down to a single person in this case he believed that there were two twigs still sprouting from the durham family tree in the persons of the twin girls on crossing the bridge in Denley valley haskins saw geary lounging at his door looking big and black and sullen and dangerous however a white man was not to be intimidated by a barbarous animal like this so gerald walked up to him coolly and wished him good day geary grew green under his black skin and glared like a wild beast his hands working convulsively at his back in the passage could be seen the scared face of mrs geary she evidently dreaded what haskins's errand might be since she must have known of her husband's footpad attack what might you be doin here sah asked geary rolling his eyes taking a stroll geary simply taking a stroll how is your arm the negro glared and took a step forward his hand slipping round to the back haskins moved aside and gripped the revolver which he had taken the precaution to bring with him mr geary's knife was too dangerous a weapon to be met with mere fists i am quite ready said the white man coolly you bring out that knife and i shoot dat would be murder sah whimpered geary reading danger in haskin's steady eye but he withdrew his hand from his back all the same you nearly murdered me afore sah i winged you as a murderous dog said gerald sharply and you quite deserve to be shot are you not afraid lest i should bring you into court for attacking me you would get a long term of imprisonment adonis we don't allow these sort of things in england you do what you like sah major rebb him look after me i don't think major rebb will interfere said gerald carelessly geary showed his white teeth significantly Dat massa of mine will see dat all is safe with me, sah, until he die. Ah, that means you can force him to protect you. I say nothing, sah. Strange, for you were always garrulous. Where is your amiable smile, Mr. Geary, and your polite manners? I always knew you to be a murderous hound. But you might have spared poor Bellaria. Geary flung up his hands and looked greener than ever i did not have nothing to do with dat woman sah oh i think so stand where you are and keep your hands in front of you cried haskin sharply or i'll send a bullet through you the negro's eyes rolled and he looked round for assistance but the population of den lee were indoors partaking of the evening meal and beyond a few children playing far down the stream no one was in sight i no kill dat he repeated doggedly but did not venture to grip his knife he had experienced the shooting of his opponent before you liar you came back here and after having had your arm bound up you went to the pixies house this chance shot of haskins hit the mark no sah no sah gasped the big man but his knees knocked together you did cried haskins following up his advantage and major rebb went also it's one big lie sah no no don't shoot sah and with a scream he backed into the house to shut the door but could not because mrs geary large and massive blocked the way see here geary said haskins lowering the pistol he had raised i intend to have you arrested for that assault unless you tell me the truth about this crime you are guilty no sah no sah moaned the man again mr haskins said the woman brushing aside her husband and coming out my husband has been a bad one to me but he is innocent major rebb went to the pixies house on hold that tongue you beast yelled geary furiously end of chapter 20